from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, Americus. Hey, Barbara. So Monday was uh, President's Day, right? And so they actually delayed recycling uh, oh, one day. God. So I'm uh, so yeah. I, I'm actually I set it out. But here's what happened, which is interesting, Barbara. I, it actually cued some thoughts in my mind as I was putting the plastic and all this paper stuff and like doing all this sorting that I, I, I realized, Barbara, that I don't really understand like, Where all, what's this, what, what am I doing? Is this, am I actually doing, I mean, I feel like I'm identity signaling because I'm carrying the blue thing out to the, to the sidewalk. Yeah, Mr. You know? Americus, the yeah. sustainability king, but what yeah. the hell does he know? I don't know anything. And so I'm going to need some help on this, Barbara. What have you got exactly. for me today that can. Great. Yeah. Yep. But we're very lucky today. We have an expert on this, Catherine Lundstrom, who's um, Adweek sustainability editor is here with us. Again, she's been here before and she told us last time she was here, she invented her job. So <laughs> she knew that we needed an expert in this space and she volunteered to become our expert. So thank you <laughs> for being here with us. Um, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I can't claim to be an expert, but I do talk to them on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I will pass along everything I've learned. Everything we know, we get from other people. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. But, but we add structure and framework and insight, and I'm sure you do too. So <laughs> yeah, that's the, more that's the goal. You, exactly. So you synthesize the information, you know what's important, what's not. So let's start with sustainability 101. I'm on board with that idea. And for those of us who uh, have no idea why we're recycling. Or, See, but it's, well, it's interesting, Barbara. You, you have opinions uh, and maybe some knowledge. I have no knowledge and no opinions. Yeah, you're so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Catherine, Catherine, you're just going to take have to take us through sustainability for dummies. Uh, just quickly give us like the overview definitions. What are we talking about here? Level set us for please myself, Barbara and our audience. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I feel like one of the big things that we always end up talking about, especially as in marketing is greenwashing, um, which folks usually define as like when brands are advertising for their products and exaggerating the claims related to sustainability or recyclability. And um, yeah, that I feel like that is something that comes up constantly, right? Like every brand will tell you that they don't want to do engage in any greenwashing. Um, and yet there are a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of greenwashing out there. We did a couple of surveys last year, um, Adweek did with Morning Consult. Um, and we found that 76% of consumers want to buy sustainable products. Um, and then in another survey, only a third of consumers said that they could identify greenwashing. Um, so I think that that's really interesting because so, you know yeah, you have mm -hmm, you have all these consumers looking that. for it. Yeah, I want to weigh in on that because that's a really big issue. Um, I, I didn't call it greenwashing, although that's interesting. But it is true if you do sustainability right, it's pretty costly. 
and it's going to add a price premium to products. So a lot of the, the a lot of the things that manufacturers do is to reduce costs may not be as sustainable. And certainly we know during COVID, for example, with all the online shipping and all that other stuff, adding all that packaging is not pro-sustainability. So there are business reasons, cost being one, convenience being another, that manufacturers are torn between mm -hmm. the issue to be truly sustainable and what makes good business sense. So I think whether or not I call it greenwashing, I do think that there's these cross purposes um, and especially legacy firms that haven't been yeah. built with a sustainability goal in mind. So I think it's complicated to mm -hmm. really be yeah. truly sustainable. Do you agree with that, Catherine? Yeah, I think it's really complicated. I mean, and then you get into the weeds and then you find that, well, plastics are really bad because they stick around forever. Mm. Um, if you swap it out for glass, then you have other problems because mm. it's heavier mm -hmm. and it costs, it takes more losing. fuel to right. like move. And then if you switch to aluminum, then you're dealing with like a very problematic mining process usually. Mm -hmm. right. um, and so it's, it is, it's very complex. And so, um, so, so what you're saying, Catherine, is what we have to do is basically go out, live in the woods, make our uh, clothes from trees and, and yes. basically, <laughs> I mean, there's no, it sounds like there's no escape. But, but let me ask you this, Catherine, does sustainability mean broadly that don't make things worse or make things no, better? Like, what does footprint? Yeah, I what, think what, help the us way that I usually think bit. about it. Yeah, so we've been planning for the um, Ad Week sustainability issue, which will be out um, April 4th. Um, and one of the ways that I've been kind of framing a lot of our planning around that issue is kind of thinking about sustainability as whatever is going to allow us to keep living, to keep industries going, to keep doing business, you know, like there are real serious climate disasters right. that we're facing. Climate. And if we don't solve some of these critical problems, business won't be possible anymore. Like you talk about business trade-offs right business, now. Right. It's not just business. It's like, oh yeah, totally. But yeah, from a, from a, from a business journalism perspective, when you're I thinking see. about like who you're serving there, you're serving, you know, we're, we're speaking to business leaders. So I'm thinking about sustainability in like literally what is going to sustain your business after several climate disasters make it impossible to do, um, to work in the ways that we So that's have. an interesting positioning. If you're positioning it, like you said, to make business, whereas I think of it as a bigger thing, because I think of the consumer issue of, you know, the reason why I should buy sustainable products is to make, in general, life better. Right. Are there some things that um, differentiate um, between those two perspectives? Like, are there some things that my perspective is broader than, in some sense, you're narrowing it a little? Are there certain things that you've... Um, you know, kind of packaged, you know, more for the business point of view than the more general, let's make the earth a better place for everyone. I mean, I, I guess I feel like they kind of go hand in hand, right? Like um, consumers want to hear from businesses that they are prioritizing the planet, right? Um, and so there's that, I think, that incentive for businesses, I guess, I, I think in this mindset, because this, these are our, this is our audience, right? And I think that this is what marketers ultimately care about too. Um, but yeah, there, that, that incentive, like, oh, consumers want us to talk about 
sustainability. Um, that incentive is what leads to greenwashing. But then if you, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always, that's, it's what, it's where the impulse I comes from, what, I right? I see what you're saying. Yeah, and then if you think about, okay, this is best for the longevity of my industry to make it compatible with a changing climate or to change it so that we're not contributing to the changing climate, then I guess I see that as that's an incentive to make like the radical systemic change necessary to actually address the issues so, that we're so, facing. So, so Catherine, so give us a sense of, because you have your finger on the pulse with respect to the business leaders. Is this like a super hot item in the conversations in the C-suite across different folks that are leading these companies? And if so, you know, how, do, how does that impact then, you know, the role that this plays with respect to, you know, making sure that somehow this ends up in the actual strategy at, at the more individual level of how the products and services and, and things get marketed and produced, like Barbara was saying. Do you have some thoughts on that? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's a huge topic. You know, I think that, you know, businesses are kind of trying to grapple with like how to address issues of sustainability. Some will have a chief sustainability officer that like heads up a department. Others kind of are like incorporating it into their entire business in a different way. I think, you know, it depends on the business as to how, how it's best to incorporate that. But I mean, I spoke with um, the chief marketing officer for Whole Foods Market this morning um, at Adweek's um, Challenger Brand Summit. And I mean, the way that they're thinking about it, they're obviously, you know, this is a, this is, you know, John Mackey, the CEO and founder of Whole Foods, kind of invented the idea of conscious capitalism or like coined that term at least. Um, yeah. So I think they have kind of a, a strong, um, a strong history of that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But so, yeah, I think there is a lot, there's a lot going on along the C-suite um, across these businesses, a lot of conversation around sustainability um, and the way that it can trickle down into business. So that's, um, so that's what I want to ask you, but let me reintroduce you again. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with America's Reed. This is Marketing Matters. Today, we are joined by Catherine Lundstrom, who's Adweek Sustainability Editor. And we've been talking about how important it is for most CEOs of any company, and particularly it's important for CMOs, because they're the ones who are going to communicate it out to the consumer. And so what I was wondering, you said you've been talking to a bunch of different CEOs and things, and I, and I, I actually have been talking to some of them also on this. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the bundles or the things that people look at with regard to sustainability. So like, for example, mm. one thing might be like the materials that mm. of the pack, mm. you know, that packaging, the product. I know, for example, we have a wonderful Wharton startup, Allbirds, who is built on a sustainability mission from the mm -hmm. very beginning. And they've made some decisions with sustainability goals in mind. Um, and so, for example, the materials that they make their shoes on is a sustainability issue. The mm -hmm. fact that um, you should recycle material or resell material instead of say burn material or make too much or things like that is another big category of things. And that affects distribution um, and other issues like that. So I was wondering if you kind of have in your head, like, kind of buckets of sustainability issues and you can kind of maybe lay out that framework for us? 
Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, great point. Great question. There's, there's so many, right? Um, I think packaging, like you said, is definitely one. I think that's one that's really top of mind for consumers because they like handle it. You know, like we, when you buy something, you see the packaging, you know, that's really top of mind just because of that. It's so visible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think packaging is one. I mean, brands are trying to improve you know, they're, you see these announcements coming out constantly that they're cutting plastic out of their packaging or they're limiting plastic in their packaging or they're one thing that they can do quite easily shipping, um, Ida, shipping products is to just put them in the right size box. You know, right size packaging um, is one way to, to cut down on waste. Yeah, Unilever's done a lot of that. Yeah, so there's there's all of that. And then, you know, I think there's also kind of this push um, toward the idea of a circular economy, which, um, Mm. you know, I think we're really far from right now. It's hard to even say that anyone is implementing it right now, but um, the idea- Sorry, yeah, just give us that definition for our listeners. Again, you're educating me here. So circular (laughs) this, the only thing thing that's circular on this this program, Catherine, is my logic. So uh, (laughs) so, so tell us what the circular economy is. Yeah, so the idea is that like, you know, as things move through the economy, it would never end up in a landfill. It would just like come back through, you know, so you'd maybe have recycling. Yeah. But yeah, but it's recycling that really works, you know, like (laughs) currently our recycling system recycle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, putting it in the blue container feels like you've done your part, right? But then only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled into anything else in the US. So, which is, yeah, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough statistic to face. Um, But so I think the idea, this circular idea is that, you know, instead of buying your soda or whatever in a bottle that then just goes into the bin, um, it would be something that goes then back um, back and is used for the same thing again, because often those, even those things that do get recycled, it doesn't become a plastic bottle again, mm-hmm, right? It becomes mm-hmm. a piece of decking or, um, mm. it becomes, you know, a, a playground somewhere or, and only a small percentage of that mm. works. So uh-huh. I think that that is something that, um, that brands are trying to push towards, mm-hmm. So just to summarize, there's packaging, there's reuse, or mm-hmm. to the extreme, the circular kind of thing is right. Thing. Yeah, and then I think trying to go net zero. Um, right. There's a lot of debate around that. You know whether if you are offsetting your carbon footprint, is that really the best way to go about it? I mean, I think you know it is impossible for most businesses right now to have a, have no footprint whatsoever. Mm. Everything we do causes a footprint. And that's what's interesting that Allbirds has done is they've proposed a metric so Mm. that you can measure how far you are achieving that goal. Mm. The idea that if they can be an industry leader on that and force companies to put that metric on their packaging in the same way calorie counts make you eat less calories if you have to like own up to your carbon footprint you are going to find ways to make it work better so i think that's an interesting implication Mm -hmm. like you said it's not easy to do that that's that's right right and also to build on your point Catherine, you said something that was really interesting from a 
a data analysis, data, uh, data perspective, when you said 76%, I believe this is the number, uh, of consumers say that they care say. about the sustainability stuff, mm -hmm. but only 33%, I think you said, uh, know how to identify the, the, the companies that are doing this. So in that, I mean, I love this point that Barbara's making, which is that we can make it like, if we can quantify it, that's all like, birds. I want to give yeah, all birds for that. Hello, yeah. all birds. Thank you very much for being <laughs> thought leaders in this sustainability space. But uh, and I love this idea that Barbara's talking about because that's where I can't get my, I don't know what success looks like, Catherine. Right. And I yeah. just don't like what, and, and I'm wondering if the C-suite is also struggling with this. And this is to Barbara's point of why something like established metrics that we all can agree on, we can all start to point to. And then to Barbara's point, we could also kind of do some cool stuff like, you know, basically reward the companies. They have almost like a green Emmy sort of thing where it's like, we can just, you know, tout the companies that are doing this happening. really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, help us understand like how we can, you know, make it more real for consumers and not such this abstract thing that feels like you really shouldn't be worrying about it if you have any idea what it is in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, first, I do want to say that it is hard. You know, I, I did a story about one of these um, companies that certifies brands that go climate neutral. So they eliminate as many emissions as possible, and then they purchase carbon offsets to offset the rest of their impact, which is like planting trees or, you know, um, replacing stoves in certain parts of the world with better stoves so that there's not emissions coming out constantly when people are cooking, stuff like that. Um, and what I learned writing that story was that there are like hundreds of these kinds of labels that are put on to products when you're in like, say, the grocery store or any other department store. Um, it's, it's impossible to navigate that many labels, you know, and really know really feel confident about, you know, what you're buying and what the impact is. Yeah, and that's part of the reason Allbirds is looking for kind of a standardization metric that's across. Let me harken back to a point that America's kind of alluded to, but he didn't push down on, although he has in the past, which is that a notion that you said the survey said 72% of people say they'll buy sustainable. So I have, and, and of course, America's has made this point in the past, which I agree with what people say and what they do are different. But one right. of the things that I have seen, um, I've seen a bunch of these studies too, and across a bunch of different ways, when they look at what people actually do and buy, the numbers that I've seen are more like there's, if you look about say Unilever's numbers, I've seen some of their numbers, 30% of people actually do buy what they perceive to be sustainable. So like that, get right. back to the point, what actually is sustainable, whatever. But if we know what it is, 30% of the people, at least of Unilever's customers, and that might be a certain sample, they will buy. Um, another 20% uh, could be persuaded to, but they don't go to the store looking for that. Like if they, mm -hmm. if they, so, so you have 30% who look for it, 20% Huge who, opportunity. it's mm -hmm. good. Uh, if you make that point, I'm going to buy, but then you have fully 50% who frankly don't care. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's kind of, of the idea. My toothpaste shouldn't save the world. I just want to brush my teeth, <laughs> that kind of idea. And right. there might even be 20% out there that are hard against it because mm. they climate change is, um, is fake and you're making us do things and mm. I don't want more regulation. Mm -hmm. So, so you can see that there's different segments here. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is one, just to make the point, the surveys, you have to be careful and uncouple what it is. 
Totally. 70% of people say they'll buy sustainable. I don't believe that's right. I think it's a much smaller percentage of people that actually will make a difference. Um, so let's even get, be generous and say 50% of the people might be persuadable that it's important. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because it is expensive to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And you said that you have a business perspective. So do you find the argument that I really need to be good to my shareholders and worry about my bottom line and some of this stuff is costing me excessive dollars, so maybe I have to be a little bit more careful about whether or not I lean into sustainability issues, especially since half of my customers don't really care that much. Mm. And it's not really my job to worry about what's going to happen in 50 years. I, I don't know if you have. Barbara, this is devil's advocate, right? <laughs> or are you? This is really interesting, right? Because it's not it's not crazy to express that economically sort of here's right. the economics of it. Please comment mm -hmm. on this, Catherine. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. I mean, that's why we have some companies making progress on this stuff and some companies not because the incentives aren't necessarily there in the short term, you know, that's, and so that's why I, I guess I always kind of try to think in this long term, um, because that, um, that to me is what sustainability means. Like if we're talking about sustaining things, like the long-term perspective is necessary. And if, if you have a business model that is, you know, dumping toxic waste or like creating toxic, you know, plastics that are then going to break down and be in our food or, or emitting, emitting fossil fuel gases that are warming the climate. You know, I don't think those things are, you know, I don't think your business is going to to stick around. <laughs> I don't think that, that that's you know, going that's to. That's a hard, I mean, marketers have been having to make this argument about focus on the long-term versus the short-term forever. I mean, mm -hmm. if you think about building a brand, that's a long-term investment. Yep. And mm -hmm. if you're being um, challenged quarter by quarter by the stock market and your share price, it's pretty right. hard to worry about long-term investment in brand identity. And that's totally. a small yeah. thing where you can see the tangible rewards from a marketing officer. Now you're asking a company who's in the business you know, of selling perfume to worry about saving the world. And mm. you're telling me, mm -hmm. ah, you're not going to see it in your lifetime i mean I that's a bit of a difficult yeah step. well i would argue yeah. that yes you will see it in your lifetime because okay. we're already seeing but, you it you know but yeah. but you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Bar barbara's point is you're not going to see it next quarter yeah. <laughs> right yeah. exactly yeah which is what you're evaluating which is your lifetime totally. as a cmo by the way the average term of a cmo is like a year and a half right yep. mm -hmm. so you're being evaluated by your short-term metrics and you're telling me to worry about something that's going to happen in five years mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I could see why this is a hard business thing for a lot of these companies and hence the easy way around it is greenwashing Let's yeah totally yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and i think it comes back to like some pretty like basic human tendencies, right? To focus on the short-term and the immediate gratification over a long-term investment, right? Like yeah. it's not like these companies are not, you know, they're, they're yes. made up of humans who all have these kind of impulses. So, totally. I mean, I think it is, it is really hard. There's like a psychological problem mm. with, which is why we haven't address the problem of climate change. Interesting. Now, yeah, Catherine, <laughs> sorry, Catherine, you mentioned that you were, because we're pushing up a little bit on time here. 
you mentioned that you were at this event uh, mm -hmm. talking to the folks at Whole Foods and others. It was a panel event, correct? Well, this one was just a, it was just her and I, it was a conversation between. Okay, excellent. Um, Let, the, give us some insight. I love this, that you, 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 you're the, you're the eyes and ears. So this is fantastic. <laughs> give us some, get, did she say anything that, that surprised you? Did she, did she remark about something that, you know, you, you found kind of counterintuitive or, or did she comment on, you know, what are the things that keep her up at night with respect to this issue? Like what, what, where are things going to be going? What are the critical kind of, any sort of big takeaways that you can comment on that you, that you were able to absorb from that panel discussion? Yeah, I think, I think some of her big takeaways, this was Sonia Gafsi Oblisk, um, the chief marketing officer at Whole Foods Market. I think, um, you know, some of the big takeaways there were the investment in the community um, that Whole Foods makes and really trying to think about the long-term sustainability of their business in, uh, you know, in that really like long-term way and thinking about all of the different players along their supply chains and the consumer at the end, who's, um, you know, not every consumer is able to pay the premium price. Um, so they're working really hard to, you know, hold their standards and have and expand their, um, their like store brand options um, for so that so that they're serving everybody along the supply chain. I thought that was really interesting. They've they're also really involved in um, addressing food waste as an issue and making sure that the logistical barriers to um, getting you know food from one place where it's excess food to another place where it's needed. Um, where those issues are solved um, by donating refrigerated trucks and stuff. So I think they're doing a lot of really interesting things over there. So that's consistent with the, I know we're really running out of time, but I'll just say quickly, that's consistent with the Allbirds perspective too, which is you've got to be conscious of the price premium. And so you do have to make business decisions that lower the cost. So you were talking about one way Hopeless is doing is through private branding. The mm -hmm. way um, Allbirds tries to do it is through going vertical, going direct. So you get rid of some of the intermediaries. So interesting, some of the ways to reduce the cost is to reduce some of your marketing costs and your mm -hmm. marketing overhead, you know, because we're talking about ways to do that. Well, Catherine, mm. thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to keep up with you and what's going on in the sustainability initiatives at Adweek? Yeah, adweek.com. Um, search for me. I'm Catherine Lundstrom. Um, I'm all, I also put everything on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at K Lundster, K-L-U-N-D-S-T-E-R. So yeah, oh, well, find me there. 